the diamond I realized the that I hate to be The Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. These shoes are well-worn white converse with blue and red lines on their rubber sole. They are trendy canvas trainers with white laces and the famous All-Star Convents logo on each side of the ankle. They are nice, stylish, but also practical and comfy. And despite a little stain on the toe, they remain very clean for white shoes. They look like a pair of shoes of a straightforward and outgoing person. These shoes belong to Raquel, and this is her story. Twenty years ago, my uncle married for a second time. I was ten years old and I met my new aunt. She was funny, she loved the beach and carnival. She loved life. We became very close and she became my oldest friend. She gave me advice about boys and always encouraged me to study. She was different. I didn't call her like auntie because in Brazil say aunt for everyone. I started to call her for by name. Lily, Lily, all the time. She loved to look herself in the mirror and see how she's beautiful. Like always wearing nice clothes, not expensive, but she always like well dressing. One day she became very ill. The doctor discovered lung cancer. It was a very difficult period, the family. I didn't know what to do. You need to do something different, to continue life like nothing's happened. It was very difficult. You never know how to deal with this in the family when someone's sick. And I was very terrified because it's the first case in the family someone had cancer. With a treatment and hospitalizations, she started to lose all the hair, she started to lose a lot of weight. She tried to use a wig, but it was so fake, it was so bad. She can't do anything, like she can cook, she can clean, just stay in bed, you need to stay home at the time. It was like two years, and up and down, and up and down. I used to go to the hospital, stay with her as well. I used to talk about my life, to distract her a little bit about the sickness. She fought bravely for two years against the disease. And one hot summer night in the hospital bed, she took the last breath. I can remember the day the cemetery and uh, because her, her mom and her father was alive and it was very bad to see that her parents cry about loss of the child. And my cousin was like 15 years old, but he's very young. I always been curious about life after death. Does it really exist? My lovely aunt, where did she go? After a few months, during an exhausted day at work, I went to bed a little early. I woke up in the middle of the night with my aunt's voice shouting my name. Her voice was so strong, it felt like she was yelling in my ear. 
You know when you go to the nightclub and you stay all night listening to music that doof, doof, doof. It was like this. I can see like ding with her voice. It was so strong, so strong. Then my eyes opened without my will. When someone like very scared, what they did, they close their eyes like, like kids, like. But when I had this experience, my eyes opened straight away like ding. I would like to close the eyes because I don't know, maybe she was there. I felt a chilly going down my spine into my toes. I couldn't move in my bed. I was paralyzed. I can feel my body, my arms, my legs. It was like seconds, but it was like one minute or half an hour. And then start to pray like... Uh, Small prey too, I can move on my body. I, I believe the this situation about afterlife, but I don't want to see anyone dead. Or I don't want to see like uh, I'm coming here to give a message for you. No, I don't want this one. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> In my mind, I think was she tried to say Raquel, 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 and I'm not listening. Of course, I was sleeping and I can't see. And she started to yell and yell until I heard her. It was very, very intense. I couldn't sleep anymore that night and for many years of my life. I couldn't sleep in the dark. I think this was the most difficult part of my life that I was all the time with lights on. I couldn't sleep more in the dark place. And it was very difficult because I can't sleep with the light and the up light in my eyes. The same time I don't want to turn off the light. And it starts to affect my life a little bit because all the time I go somewhere, by not my home, but traveling with friends or if my family home, please, lights, lights on. And I remember one case I was with more three friends. It was like a traveling and like a holidays. And you just rent one room with four beds. And I say, guys, I can't sleep. Everyone wants to sleep in the dark. I say, I can't sleep in the dark. I was like panicky, <laughs> and the ladies, it's okay, Raquel, we are here, if something happens, you can, you can say our name, they scream our name, you say, okay. People understand a little bit because everyone's scared about see dead people. If I'm going to sleep in your home, say, look, I see dead people, say, okay, turn off the lights. Uh, everyone, <laughs> no one say, yeah, let's go, let's see the, the ghost. No, turn on the light. Well, uh, it was not the first time in my family to have a spirit experience. My cousin saw our grandmother in her room one night and they talked. But I never thought it could happen to me either. As soon as I got it, I called my mom and told her what happened. The advice that I received was take a bath of holy water to clean the bad energy because she's suffering and this energy caused some damage in my life. And I asked the priest to celebrate a mass in the church in her name so that she would find peace. I think after a couple of years, she came to me in my dreams. She was beautiful. Her blonde hair grew back. She didn't look a sick anymore. She was on the balcony of my grandparents house where the family's reunions always took the place. And the day was so beautiful, the sunlight was behind her, 
and I asked her what she's doing here. And she came up to, to me and said, I'm fine. Now I'm in peace. I love you. And I woke up without fear and smiling. And I, I feel very, very loved. I feel very like, a, oh my God, she's good. She's better. She's fine. She's smiling. She's not angry with life or, or this kind of situation because sometimes when the end of the life she was very angry because she's dying and she don't want to die. She was very, very worried or lost. And the second time she was, she understands the, the situation maybe. And she come to me, talk to me like she's fine because I think she knows that she scared me. <laughs> she knows scared me in the beginning and she wants to come and say, okay, sorry, it was okay now. When you die, you can go to heaven or to, to the he hell and heaven. But meantime, if you don't want to go, if you not accept that you are dead, you stay here with us, with mortal people. I think maybe this happened with her. I think she didn't accept that she was dead. And she stay like with us, try to communicate with us. Like maybe she didn't realize that she's dead or I, I don't know, but I think she was with us in this time. I feel happy now, knowing that she's far happy in that place, and I can now sleep without the lights on. This podcast is part of the GLA ESOL Plus Arts Project, a collaboration between City Lit Adult Education College, Empathy Museum, Boldface and storyteller Ariane Hagilius. The project explores how ESOL and the arts can work together to promote English language learning in the UK capital. The music in this podcast was Starlight by Chad Crouch, Peanut Shows by Chad Crouch and Fragile Data by Blair Moon.